Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Episode 74 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast on the Four Ride Radio Network. It's now time to catch them all with your hosts. I'm Kyle, also known as Zepto's Pocket, and I'm Team Ren's Computer's Desktop Background. <laughs> and I'm Doug, also known as Icky Bully, and I'm Team Chairman Rose's three-piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. To listen to the show, find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like, I don't know, maybe you want to listen to us on the 4 website, or maybe you want to listen to us on iTunes or Google Play Music. Whatever suits your boat, you can listen to us almost anywhere. But if you do, make sure you leave us a rating and a review so that uh, we can better ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Give us that self-help love. Yes, please do. <laughs> we need a lot of self-help. <laughs> and a lot of love. Yes, yes. And of course, this podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrations and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Hello. Hi. We're bringing that nighttime energy this time. Yeah, this is different. So for those (laughs) who don't know, we normally record on like a Sunday morning or afternoon-ish or so. Yeah, which was sort of a relic of like our former schedules as not having a baby and working at the library, neither of which are the case anymore. You have a baby yeah. and I don't work at the library. <laughs> yeah. Our last time we tried to record an episode, it we actually ended up being like two parts and because mm-hmm. Luke ended up waking up a lot sooner than he should have. So, <laughs> so that's uh, all right. Yeah. And so then when you suggested doing it like a Thursday or Friday, I was like, okay, well, my wife's home, so she can take care of Luke. And I'm like, well, maybe actually if we did it after 8, so he's asleep, then I can just set up a thing and get out of my water bottle. My cat's trying to drink my water. <laughs> so that's the new kind of energy we got for this episode because uh, yeah, my cats are now involved. <laughs> <laughs> it's Victory Road after dark, but not after dark. Yeah. Just literally after dark. <laughs> Technically, it's during dark. That's true. Yeah, it is during dark. Dur- yeah. Victory Road during dark. <laughs> I like that. I'm much more awake, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm more tired. <laughs> yes. Ooh, Victory Road, dark type episode. There you go. Uh, definitely what we had planned, uh, for sure, 100%. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, what's new with you, man? Um, the only real Pokemon thing I've been doing consistently is just playing Pokemon Pearl. I was actually just playing it. I turned it off, uh, to record. I was tempted. I was tempted to keep playing it, but I know I wouldn't have been <laughs> able to focus because I, I was about to do some contests, and there's no way. I would have been uh, able to split my attention between the uh, two. I know yeah. you understand. Oh, yeah. Those contests. Uh, I mean, the dancing alone is 
difficult. <laughs> right? Yeah, so there was no way I was going to be... If, if it had been something else, if I were just, like, grinding or something, mm-hmm. I might have been able to pull it off without anyone noticing, but... Yeah. Uh, not for a contest, that's for sure. Yeah, no. Ugh, <laughs> uh, contest. But it's been nice. I, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying... I'm enjoying playing it. That's uh, good. I've been playing it... Yeah, I've been playing it uh, in, in, like, small doses. Certainly way smaller doses than when I first played it. You know, what, 10 years ago? 50, I don't know. Whenever it came out. I have a timeline right next to me. Let's check. <laughs> 2007. Uh, so, there you go. Math uh, mm. that I'm not going to do. That long ago. Uh, so, But I think that's I think that's been helping, is I can just sort of play it when I feel like it, and I'm not pressured, and I'm just enjoying the environment, <laughs> rediscovering Sinnoh before I once again rediscover Sinnoh with the remakes. <laughs> and then once again rediscover Sinnoh with the pre-makes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, just like everyone else. We're going to be Sinnoh'd out by the end of all this. Yeah. That's all right, because, yeah. you know, by then, surely we'll have our black and white remakes, which everyone will be clamoring for. Just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I want a black and white remake. I mean, I, 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 I feel like at this point, like, the expectation, whether we should or not, is that every game will at some point be remade in the future. Although I do think now that we're on switch that should be like the threshold of where we expect it (laughs) you know i don't think we should expect a sword and shield remake Mm -hmm. uh, even 15 years down the road but i think anything that was on a handheld you probably can expect it which means we probably don't need to ask for it you know what i mean but i don't know maybe that's counter to to what i I don't know what game freak believes you know i don't know if if the reason they keep remaking them is because people are expressing interest but i imagine with four remakes down mm-hmm. and making money, well, five, uh, uh, sort of, um, yeah, you know, they know that we'll buy them. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sure eventually it'll happen. Just not in a two year time frame. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, this is going to be a while. I mean, I can foresee a black and white remake. It's just, I have a hard time seeing like an X and Y remake. Cause I feel like X and Y and up, are kind of like the pinnacle of what you want your games to be. They're sort of like the contemporary era, and so remaking something that's still currently contemporary feels strange. Yeah. Yeah. But I do... You know what I think they should do? I Mm -hmm. think if Diamond and Pearl is the last uh, sort of conventional remake, and they don't want to do more remakes, I could see them doing something similar to Legends, if not explicitly Legends, yeah. where we go back to regions we're familiar with for games, but they're not remakes, you know? Yeah, I'd love to go back to Johto and see the Burn Tower actually burn. I'd love to... Or, or even just a, a story in Unova that isn't a conventional core series structure, but yeah. still takes place in Unova, even if it's modern day Unova or future Unova. Exactly. You know, I, I could see that being the route. And I don't know if that's just because Journeys is sort of breaking the rules um, with alongside Legends, but I could mm-hmm. see that being more the future of, of quote, remakes. But I don't know. Yeah, definitely. What about you? What's been new with you? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, a fun little fact. I've mentioned before I'm in this Mega Constructs uh, Pokemon group mm-hmm. on Facebook. And so a guy just joined, and apparently he's got a friend who works in a Mega Constructs warehouse. And so, oh. yeah, and he can actually buy stuff from the warehouse and 
he's helping out a lot of us complete our collections and he posted pictures of a lot of things. I'm like, oh my gosh, some of these are like insanely hard to find. Now, obviously, I'm mm-hmm. a little I'm a little skeptical because I'm like, you could be scamming us and whatnot. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'll take the chance. I, I'm having him get me a male Nidoran and a Panchum with shipping. It's like 30 bucks. I'm like, okay. If I'm out mm-hmm. thirty bucks, I'm out thirty bucks. But if this is legit, then I can go back and be like, "Hey, can you still get me X, Y, Z, and whatnot?" It's not like you're you're trying to get one of the forty dollars sets right off the bat. Exactly, and honestly, like all and then those getting sets, screwed over. Yeah, all those sets I pretty much already have. It's some of the Pokeball sets, like Carvana, um, Chargebug. Those were like such early sets that. Mm-hmm. Some stores didn't even get them in, and so I never got my hands on them, which is unfortunate. So, fingers crossed that this guy is actually legit. I hope so. I hope it's legit, and I hope whatever, if it is legit, whatever he's doing is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I mention I got the new Charizard? Yeah, and you posted pictures. It looks so good. Oh yeah, it looks so good. I already, I already took the old Charizard and I like put it away with all the other miscellaneous pieces. I'm like, nope, you're done. Yeah, this yeah. one is. Oh, you put so... it. You like, yeah, you put, put it away and everything. Yeah, like I was like, <laughs> nope, this is going in like the storage bin of. Uh, oh wow. Yeah, I was like, I- I'm done with you. I-, I want the new Charizard out. <laughs> the storage bin of forgetfulness sounds like a wacky D and D item. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's hilarious you've been thrown into the storage bin of forgetfulness <laughs> yeah. that's what happens when the uh, uh the player has to leave early <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you'll be in there for a while it's okay mm-hmm. everyone else carry on <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much it um i really haven't played uh platinum all that much um i'm kind of taking a little break from it just because I'm stuck right before the Elite Four. I need to, like, train up my team. Mm. And there's not really a good mm-hmm. training spot for me right now, so I'm just kind of, eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, one of those things. Definitely an older Pokemon vibe where it's like, oh, that's right, I have to grind a little bit before I do the next thing. <laughs> yeah. There's no experience shared to help everybody out immediately, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been, like, training up against the Elite Four itself, just going trying to see how far I can get. I think the farthest I got was the fourth member, but then like, yeah. they destroyed me, and I'm like, okay, so, gotta keep working on it. I'm figuring <laughs> out, okay, who's best for each person, and then racking up a little bit of money here and there, so that's why I can buy as much healing items as I can. Yeah. You know what we should do, is we should do a poll on our Twitter, because we talked about this in our last episode, I think, or two episodes ago, about which Elite Four is the toughest. Mm. We should do a poll. Uh, when this oh. episode drops, I'll I'll remind myself to to put a poll on Twitter so we can do some uh, polling of the audience. Who's the toughest Elite Four? Okay. Now, <laughs> are champions included in that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, hmm. Oh, that is a difficult question because technically they're part of that chunk of the game, but the Elite Four is specifically a group of four. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think we could go either way. We could also do both. We could do a poll that's yeah. toughest Elite Four and a poll that's toughest champion. Yeah, because I can already tell you right now, toughest champion is Cynthia from Sinnoh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I believe it. Because we talked all about like her just like not having a type, which, you know, I think makes sense for a champ. Exactly. As a player, you typically don't have a type, even if we do in our hearts. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, <laughs> speaking of making trucks, so yeah, okay, so you and I were both toy collectors and stuff like that. When was the last time news dropped from an actual like toy company that wasn't leaked beforehand? Oh, geez. Well, see, part of the reason I like I I was a toy collector for a while, but one of the big reasons I stopped doing it was because uh, one, it's expensive, but two, yeah. just like the I I am not built for the 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 community of of collecting you know like Mm -hmm. i i just don't have the strength (laughs) yeah but um i i am friends with and follow a lot of toy collecting uh stuff Mm -hmm. and it is very rare that people don't know something's gonna happen before it happens yeah uh, which you know everybody has their own opinion on (laughs) right and so like in the power range community like for the uh, lightning collection stuff like m- all almost all of that we pretty much know like like we know what's coming mm-hmm. out in like basically september so we're yeah. ahead of like the announcements there there's occasionally like they'll spring something on us which is kind of cool but mexican trucks announced yesterday that they're releasing a light up pokeball yeah and no one in like my Facebook group had any idea, and we're usually like on top of everything before it appears or whatever. And the fact that Megan Trucks even announced this is truly amazing because they never announce anything Pokemon related. It's usually mostly just announcing their Halo or He Man stuff. Well, I'm sure part of that is that with any of those companies that oversee like large numbers of licensed properties. I don't know enough. I'm not speaking from an area of expertise. Nobody at me. I don't care. Um, but I uh, I suspect that the properties that they advertise more are actually properties they feel they need to advertise more. Mm-hmm. And so, like, as frustrating as it is for Mega Constructs to seemingly, like, not acknowledge their Pokemon stuff, like, people are going to buy the Pokemon Mega Constructs and, like, oh, yeah. they're going to find them and they're going to seek them out and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I bet you that's why they advertise Halo more. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a less, again, don't at me. It's yeah. like a less relevant <laughs> property than Pokemon is. <laughs> Although uh, Game Informer had uh, written an article saying, uh, all new Pokemon line of toys coming out. And they made it seem like Megan Trucks was like this brand new thing. And I'm like, then what have I been collecting for the past four years? <laughs> Yeah, what were they referring to? I admittedly didn't didn't look into it because I just saw like your comment and was like, haha. Uh but then after the fact was like, was it actually that or was it just like a misleading headline? I think it was misleading headline because I think they were mostly talking about like the twenty fifth anniversary stuff that's happening. So like mm. the uh celebration Pikachu that's coming out, which is literally just a Pikachu with a party hat. I mean Pikachu is going to Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, and it's another male Pikachu. If I, I'm waiting for them to finally release a female Pikachu, and I will buy that instantly. That's the thing. All they'd have to do if they wanted to get people to buy the Celebration Pikachu is make it female, yeah. change its markings, give it sparky hair. You know, like, yeah. do do literally anything slightly different. Even uh, just, And I feel like people would be more on board. <laughs> yeah, like, even just... Make it shiny. Yeah. Um, even if you just gave us the parts to make it like female optional, I'm all for that. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not that hard to just change the curvature of a tail to like just add like two round pieces at the very end to make it like a heart shape. Yeah. Well, and it's such a it's such a uh, recognized it, it's one of the few not drastic um 
like gender mm-hmm. differences that has really endured like across properties. Like there's even female Pikachu in Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, and and Pikachu Libre is uh, canonically f- female because yeah, it's, she's the only one, right? Yeah, so she's also in Pokemon tournament. Yep. Right. Exactly. So. Uh, it's 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 kind of all over the place and everywhere. So it's really surprising Mega Constructs hasn't done it because, for all intents and purposes, it's the same everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not like they'd have to change the build other than just yeah the the, the end of the tail. So yeah, I'm I'm shocked they've never done it. Yeah, pun intended. Shocked. I'm thunder shocked <laughs> they've never done it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. But that Pokeball looks really cool. I don't collect the Mega Constructs, mm-hmm. but that thing looks amazing. And it's the type of thing that I, as somebody who no longer collects, uh, the stuff I do end up getting is stuff that really catches my eye, mm-hmm. right? And that is the type of thing that I would be really tempted by mm-hmm. um, because it's 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 so different and unique and yeah. uh, theoretically uh, standalone. But who knows? Maybe they'll do other Pokeballs as well. That would be cool. I mean, this isn't their first light-up figure. Uh, the, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, I want to say like 2018, 2017, they had a Gengar that lit up its Ooh. eyes, which was really cool. I really wanted that's it. That's cool. I unfortunately never got it. Oh, that's such a bummer. One day. One day. Yeah. <laughs> I end up getting the new... They end up re-releasing Gengar. So mm-hmm. I was like, sweet, I can finally actually have a Gengar without having to pay like over $100. Right. I want them to do, uh, <laughs> I say this as if I'm giving them a lot of money, but for for the people who do collect them and because I think it would be cool, mm-hmm. uh, I want them to eventually be comfortable making something that would, it would definitely be a big honking thing and it would cost a big honking chunk of money, but it would be cool if they did like a Gigantamax something and it was like actually large. It would probably be a Charizard or something, but probably a it would still be cool. Or a Pikachu. I think yeah. I feel like Charizard would be such a better option. But imagine this. Mm-hmm. Imagine a Gigantamax Charizard that's actually oversized, right? So it's oh. it's like a biggin. Yeah. And then also has the light up element with like translucent belly pieces so that the light shines through the belly kind of like on the Gigantamax uh, Charizard. It sort of like glows mm-hmm. uh, as like almost furnace-like or like a colossal that literally glows like a furnace. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I'd love to see that. I'm still waiting for them to do like a Mega Evolution or even just a Shiny. Like, I would love for them to do a Shiny. I can't believe they've never done translucent ones, Shiny ones, Glitter ones, or even just a Mega Charizard, whatever. I never know which one is which, but whichever is the blue and black one, like, Uh that seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, but it, it's just—it's a whole other build, I guess. But I mean, would that not be an instant buy for you? It would—it would, it would oh, yeah. be if I were collecting. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It's a cool freaking design. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm really surprised by the lack of of shiny ones, especially because they could do really cool stuff. They could even do things that would be, uh, sort of like different than standard shiny. I know I've talked before about doing the sort of translucent glitter thing that I think the morphing power rangers pops kind of did but they could also do something that would be shiny colors but not actually metallic but like that sort of metallic-y plastic you know Mm -hmm. like they could do all kinds of things that make it shiny but also like different and unique to mega constructs but i don't know maybe pokemon's not letting them unless they have done shinies and it's like one per packet like one 
like they only make one shiny Pokemon and like they really sound so wild and nobody else knows about it because oh my god, it's so rare. <laughs> that would be infuriating. Um, and I don't even collect them. <laughs> yeah, like some little kid somewhere has somewhere it, out there, and, and they're so confused. Like I, I wanted a regular Charizard. Why yeah. is my Why are all my pieces black? What's going on? Yeah, and so like the mom probably complains or whatever and gets a whole new thing and they probably throw that out and it's just. A whole thing. Oh no, that would be so awful. That would be yeah. so terrible. They should do a Mega Construct should do a contest or something where they, like I don't I don't know what their marketing is like, but uh, like or what their engagement is like, but they should do contests where they have you know five shiny Pikachu and you can you know win a shiny Pikachu or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know be- that at, like for collectors that would be a nightmare uh, because then you couldn't be super completionist about things but it would mm-hmm. be really cool for them to do it would it really would someday mega constructs we're gonna see you do a shiny pokemon and we're gonna mm-hmm. rejoice <laughs> all right so is there any other news going on i didn't really look up any news uh so i don't i don't know if you have anything but i'm happy to to dive into our main if you don't have anything off the top of mind yeah, no, I'm ready to get into this uh, main topic. Because we're talking journeys, baby. One yeah. One of my favorite things to talk about. <laughs> so did you just want to yes. do 43 through 45 just all together? I think so, because I couldn't even begin to tell you where they begin and end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was kind of like watching a movie. So today we're talking about Pokemon Journeys. On Netflix, it is labeled as part four, episodes seven through 12. Overall, these are episodes 43 through 48, which mm-hmm. is the end of the first major arc and the beginning of the next major arc. Yeah, I believe this is also like the ending of season one and the beginning of season two, if you will. Because yeah, what would conventionally be that if yeah. Netflix did things in a way that made any sense at all? <laughs> yeah, because I think I had gotten an email from Pokemon saying that it was like the end of season one or something like that. So it's so strange. Like if Pokemon considers it that way, I don't understand why they don't have enough leverage with Netflix to have them treat it as such. But this will be a question we'll never have answered. Uh, and we'll just have to deal with it this way, I guess. Yeah, I think they just took the last three and were like, eh, we'll throw these in as the final three episodes of this season. And uh, since they're doing this whole 12 episode each. So I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the next uh, batch of episodes we get, there'll be, like, a new opening sequence. Oh, that'll be interesting, because I would, I would have expected the opposite just because of the way Netflix is doing things. Mm. Uh, but I hope so. I hope there's some sort of... I mean, I don't know if I really hope anything. I guess I'm hoping it just because it's what they've done in the past, but I'm not bothered by it all being treated as one series. I'm just sort of weirded out by the fact that they are releasing it the way that they are, more than anything. You yeah. Know? But... I just like getting new theme songs. Yeah, no, new theme songs are great. <laughs> I do like new theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I hopefully we, we get that, if nothing else. Even if they just release it as part five, but it has a new theme song, that would be cool. This would have been the perfect opportunity for them to do a new theme song, though. And I kind of thought they were going to do it with episode 46 based on the way it opened, but we're not there yet. Yeah. We got to talk about the end of what we're considering season one. Yes. First off, I just want to say, like, oh my gosh, this this was amazing. <laughs> 
This was, I might have literally just said this, but this was like watching a movie. Like episodes yeah. 42 through 45, but especially 43 through 45, mm-hmm. really could have just been like a movie. And I wouldn't have even been surprised if like, if this were on conventional television, if they did that. If they were just like, it's a three episode event, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they really do just feel like one big long story in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. This is some of the best Pokemon I've ever watched. And I admittedly <laughs> have not watched very much anime, uh, mm-hmm. which I think at this point everybody knows. But this is by far some of the best Pokemon, if not the best Pokemon I've ever watched. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is right up there with uh, Sun and Moon's uh, big battle royal be- right before they did the uh, uh, championship matches. Like, that thing there was amazing. So this here, oh, like, nice. just took it up to a whole new level, which I absolutely loved. And, like, at the end, like, there we'll get to it but like there's something there that just makes me just i just got all hyped up in everything and i was just like mm-hmm. yeah let's go <laughs> these these six episodes i was just so hyped during like especially mm. the first three but even the next three there were a couple moments where i was like hype and, and you oh, know yeah. we've like we've sort of evaluated them in six episode batches and some of them we've been like this is a great batch overall some of them we've been like this was a fine batch this had a couple good episodes this was a funny batch this batch though just had me so hype like i was oh, clapping yeah. i was hooting and hollering i was screaming in my apartment like you know, like a fool. I just was having so much fun watching these six episodes. And most of that was during this uh, this three-episode mm-hmm. arc, or technically, I guess, four-episode arc, uh, right. which is all all basically the Sword and Shield main story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the Darkest Day uh, <laughs> yeah. quad series, if you will, because it's not really a trilogy. Yeah, the quadrilogy, the saga. <laughs> there we go. The Darkest Day saga. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I actually, one of my co-hosts over on Novel Gaming was watching Journeys with her husband and texted me after watching, I think, episode 42 Uh and was like, "Uh, we haven't played Sword and Shield yet. Should we stop watching? And I was like, uh, probably. And then when I was watching these, I was like, I'm just going to circle back and say definitely. Definitely don't watch these because they're taking literal story beats from the games you haven't played yet and putting them in these episodes which is great if you've played the games yeah uh but if you haven't and want to play the games like there's some pretty direct direct stuff in here (laughs) Mm -hmm. now i had mentioned this last last episode but like i'm still just baffled by the fact they're doing the darkest day like so soon if you will yeah yeah, I was surprised because when when I got to the end of episode 45 or the season finale, I guess, yeah. I was like, "Well, wait, but then what's next?" Like I know that Go and Ash still have their goals. Right. But I think we had discussed at some point like Galar will probably be sort of like the big focus of maybe the second half of this whole series of like the journey series. Mm-hmm. But they just told the convention con- conventional like there's more than one. <laughs> they just told like the straight up story of sword and shield at at the end of their first season yeah i was shocked i was shocked (laughs) i mean you could do uh oh what is those uh the two weird guys at the end like the post game oh they're totally gonna appear sword bert and shield Shield bert and sword whatever they are yeah i keep calling them squidward (laughs) for some reason i don't know why but it's it's fair yeah so you got those (laughs) they'll appear at some point uh, they got the Crown Tundra, um, the Isle of Armor. They I didn't even do. think about that, dude. 
Whoa, I genuinely hadn't even considered the expansion areas for the anime. That makes so much sense. Yeah, I mean, can you can you picture Ash with a uh, cub fu? Oh, oh, I mean, who else is going to get cub fu? <laughs> I mean, I guess Go could. My only thing is, he's already got two fighting types on his team. Does he really need a third? <laughs> well, I mean, that might be one of the best arguments for Go to be the one to actually get cub fu then. You know, it yeah. could be more of a Go-centric story if that's the case. Especially because Go isn't typically a battler, so you could kind of see how they would fit that in and sort of create tension and a storyline with that. Uh, yeah. You know, giving him a fighting Pokemon that has to be trained sort of in a more conventional way. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Yeah. And then I'm really excited for, you know, Peony to be a character in the anime. He's <laughs> going to be uh, way more, I think, fitting in the anime than he was in the games. Yeah. <laughs> because as we discussed, way different character than I expected. <laughs> yeah. And I would love to get like a backstory like of him and uh, the chairman, like, like more of like what their upbringing was like together. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Well, the chair, uh, the chairman. That's a perfect place to sort of dive into some of the details of these these three episodes because yeah. he is featured heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons I, you know, I said I was Team Chairman Rose's three piece suit uh, is because he was fancy as ever in these episodes, and it was kind of cool to see him brought to life uh, in a in a more animated way because. You know, the games are, are sort of limited and, and don't explore him as much as I would have liked. So it was like cool to get actual dialogue and characterization and stuff like that, even though we really kind of jumped to the quote bad guy Chairman Rose pretty quickly as a result of it being the anime. Yeah. Uh, but he's an unconventional bad guy. He's not mm-hmm. like uh, taking over the world, you know, Team Rocket XYZ, whatever <laughs> team you want to insert here type of bad guy yeah he's he's got good intentions he's just going about it the wrong way he's a very like um some of our listeners will probably understand this but he's like a very common writer like bad guy where it's like i'm just trying to take control because if i'm in control things will be better Mm -hmm. it's like okay (laughs) that's just tyranny but sure man Uh, but, but yeah, he's, he's, he's just trying to like, he's, he's basically trying to create renewable energy, like, uh, like a renewable energy source, but he's trying to use like a living being to do it, which is like pretty messed up guy. Yeah. And it's like a very powerful living being too. So, uh, huh. That also causes other living beings like, pain uh at least Mm -hmm. psychically (laughs) yeah (laughs) or i should say emotionally because psychic damage is a literal thing in this in this universe yeah oh like there's so much to like honestly i'm trying to remember like what happened in each episode but like so much happened um i can't i can't i can't think of it in terms of episodes i can only think of it in terms of events and this episode or these episodes i should say featured a lot of really cool events and battles. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sort of starts off with the split that we saw at the end of episode 42, where Ash and Go are separated Mm -hmm. and Go goes off with Sonia, who I called Sophia in our last episode. Sorry, Um, (laughs) Sonia. And then Ash goes off with Leon. And I like what they do here because they kind of go on separate journeys that feel appropriate to them. So Go and Sonia go off and they like research the ruins of Galar. So they go to like Turfield and they see like, 
the the hillside um, etchings. They go to Stoan's side and they find the statues behind the mural. But then Ash and Leon go in like battle raging, um, mm-hmm. like Gigantamax Pokemon. So it feels like the perfect split uh, yeah. for them to be doing what they're doing. And I love the way that this show handles its dual protagonists because every mm-hmm. decision they've sort of made for the two of them as a duo is such a good like yin and yang, right? Like even down to their colors, like Ash is very, very specifically themed blue for this series. And Go is very, very specifically themed red for this series. And that carries into their sort of main, like Pokemon partners for this series. It factors into the legendary or the, the heroes of Galar that they see and then bond with. Like it's, it's very, uh, it's very cool. It's, it's very Mm -hmm. writery, but it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, So one thing that uh, really stood out to me that I thought was hilarious. So Mm -hmm. Chairman Rose is trying to get Ash to, like, you know, be like, I want to sponsor you, all this stuff. You could be, like, the next champion. And then Ash is like, no, thanks. I want to do it on my own. (laughs) And then, like, Chairman Rose's assistant is just, like, furious. Like, how dare you reject him? And I'm just dying from laughter of this entire encounter i'm like oh my gosh (laughs) it's so funny too because i fully thought that was going to be the vehicle to our next arc like i thought like oh okay chairman rose is going to sponsor ash ketchum and that's going to be him moving forward into the actual galler league Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just the coronation series or whatever you know we've still yet to sort out what that means in this universe Mm -hmm. um but i fully thought he was going to accept that and that was going to be our next thing. But it does make more sense for Ash Ketchum, the Ash Ketchum we've known for a long time, at least, to be like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, I want to do it on my own. I don't want anyone else's yeah. help. And I, which I totally get. And again, just a hilarious scene throughout the entire thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Um, I think, who baby... I really loved the next thing that they had going on simultaneously. Cause there's kind of like oh, a few things they yeah. have going on simultaneously. One is the Ash and Leon battling, you know, um, Gigantamax Pokemon and Go and Sonya researching. But the next thing they do simultaneously or the next major thing they do simultaneously is Ash and Go are still split up and Ash. Uh, well, I guess they kind of come together. Eternatus is, is raised mm-hmm. and is wreaking havoc and all that sort of stuff. So they ended up separated again and you have these two concurrent battles. You yes. have Ash with Pikachu and Riolu battling Chairman Rose <laughs> and his Caparaja. And I learned how to say recently, Ferrothorn, which I've said Ferrothorn this entire time. All right. Thanks, anime, for teaching me how to say things years after I've introduced or been introduced to them. I've always said Ferrothorn. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to keep saying Ferrothorn. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to change my brain. Uh, it, it's yeah. easier with ferocity because that sort of, like sort of sounds like ferocious or ferocity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but ferothorn does not roll off the tongue at all. <laughs> yeah, no. So that battle uh, was oh, incredible. It the was. fact that Ash was directing both Pikachu and Riolu at the same time was really freaking cool. We've talked about like when Ash is cool. Ash is really freaking cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he's on his game, when he's like locked in, those are always really cool battles. This is one of them. 
And the way it ends is incredible too. Like the way that he uses, well, not ends, but the way that he uses Pikachu and Riolu to specifically defeat or um, like trick Caparaja and Farathorn by having them like fake being cornered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have seen it coming and I didn't see it coming. It was awesome. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. And then and that- simultaneously you have, is that where you were going to go? Yeah. Go and uh, Rabu were going up against uh, Olena who is uh, Chairman Rose's assistant and her Milotic, Milotic, eh. That's another one that I always said my uh, Milotic and then or Milotic and then the mm-hmm. anime says Milotic and I just I can never say it right. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know what? In your heart, you know what you mean. So that's all that matters. <laughs> and so does everybody else. <laughs> exactly. We all grew up the same way, reading the names before hearing the names. That being said, it's Arceus, not Arceus. <laughs> you heard it here, everybody. Yes. So, first off, I'm like, okay, Go, you've got so many more Pokemon that could take on a Milotic. Why are you using your Raboot? <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, he's got... At least a hundred Pokemon at this point, but yeah, they they do this thing that's so anime, right? And like mm-hmm. so, sort of um, like young boy anime specifically, like shonen anime, where it's like you and I will win with the power of will, and we'll do it the way that we started. <laughs> yes, and the heart and of so the I cards. So I get it, but you're right. You're like, what's that? <laughs> and the heart of the cards. Exactly, it's the heart of the cards. Um, and so, yeah, of course, Go is like, well, we have to beat this Pokemon that we have absolutely no advantage over with mm-hmm. a move that has absolutely no advantage over it because we have the heart of the cards. <laughs> yeah. And like, and so he's like trying to figure out, and Rabu's like, no, we're going to use Ember. I want to use Ember to defeat this. This is the po- this is the move that we came up together. This is how we're going to win with Ember. And I'm just like, okay. But it's full circle, right? Because yeah. Go is following Raboot's lead instead of trying to push Raboot the way that he pushed Score Bunny to do things differently. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so cool to see. I love the way that this show has treated Go. Yeah. Uh, such a good character. <laughs> such a good story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. And I, then. It and happens. Then, Ashes Riolu. And then. <laughs> and Go's Raboot. They both evolve. <laughs> Dude, I was literally screaming oh. in my apartment. I was yes. clapping so hard, my hands hurt. I was like, he, okay, I I am a 32-year-old man, and I still get as excited when Pokemon evolve on this show as I did when I was 11 years old. Like, any time a Pokemon evolves on this show, I just get so hyped. And so yeah. for two of them to do it at the exact same time in a high-stress environment. In such like, an epic way. In such epic ways, not even with each other. So, like, you yeah. know that there's going to be like a reveal moment. Like, this is this is why I'm this is why I say this is some of the best Pokemon I've ever watched mm-hmm. because it was just the way they set everything up was just so gratifying. Yeah. It was so gratifying, Lucario especially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because isn't Lucario being um he's is he being crushed by Caparaja or who is he being? Crushed uh, I, by. I don't even remember, honestly. Um, like, Riolu yeah. is being crushed by a Pokemon. I, I want to say it's probably Caparaja, because I don't think Chairman Rose used a third one. It, didn't um, and Caparaja is uh, so huge. Didn't he Gigantamax his Caparaja? 
Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what happened. There was a lot of Gigantamaxing happening in the in this these three yeah. episodes. Yeah, so much was going on. Like, it's hard to fully remember all of it. But, like... Oh, doesn't Raboot uh, Dynamax in, in these episodes? Yes, when they're at the ruins, uh, Raboot Dynamax. That's right. And that's how they find the statues. Yeah, and end up destroying the statue, or the mural on accident and revealing the statues, which I thought was pretty cool. I yeah I liked that I liked the way that the anime handled that uh, specifically because obviously uh, Bead is not a character in the show yet I don't believe we've seen him at all I hope Bead so, does show up I hope so too I would really like Bead to be a character because I think there are a lot of characters in the Sword and Shield games that will translate incredibly to mm-hmm. the anime yeah and I think Bead is one of them so I would like to see him a lot. Um, but I, okay, I have a question for you that I feel like you'll know the answer to that I should know the answer to, but my brain is just okay. bad at retaining things. Is this the first time that Go has Dynamaxed anything? Because uh... I was kind of surprised when it happened. When he, like, flashed his little brace, I was like, wait, you got that? <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> have you ever used it before? You know what I mean? Like, it, it caught me off guard. Because I know Ash's Pikachu has Gigantamaxed. But I, I I could not for the life of me remember when Go did it, or honestly, even another time Ash did it. Yeah, I think Ash has only done it with his Pikachu so far. And that was accidental. That was like before he had the brace. Yeah. So it was a real surprise to me. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. I love the way Gigantamax and Dynamax Pokemon move in this show. Mm-hmm. They're just like big clumsy kaiju. It's like so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just reminded me of <laughs> the Suicide Squad uh, trailer. I don't know if you saw it or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. And, and they called Star very good Kaiju. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very, uh, very good. <laughs> Sorry, off topic there, but it, it just reminded me of that. But, yeah, but just seeing that evolution together just made it oh. so awesome. And especially because, like, these two Pokemon, like, they're very similar in height. And body structure, so they're mm-hmm. very similar types. So, like, it just seemed more symbolic that the two did it. And, yeah. like, they both learned their new moves. Yes, they both learned their new moves, which is great. And we'll play play uh, in the series moving forward for sure. We'll actually see it in a couple episodes. Um, but you know what it made me think uh, <laughs> when the two of them evolved at the same time and then we got to see them sort of as, like, Pokemon buds? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think people would be thrilled about this but if if smash brothers did add one of the starters from this region mm-hmm. to the game i now kind of think i have cinderace at the top of my list yeah because something about seeing cinderace fight alongside lucario, lucario made me like envision exactly the way it would fight in Smash Brothers. And I actually think it would have a unique and cool moveset that yeah. would be distinct from Incineroar and would be distinct from the other Pokemon that are already in the game. So even though it would be another fighting, like, or not fighting, even though it would be another fire starter type added to the game two mm-hmm. generations in a row, like, I think it would be a great choice. Yeah. Um. I mean, the other option for them to choose would be the Grass Monkey. And I only see, see- that would be at the... Oh god, well, I I would love that'd be at the bottom of my list. So I'm here I'm excited to hear what you like envision. So the only reason I say that is because they have Greninja and then they have Incineroar. Mm, so that's water fire. Next would be grass, just to kind of yeah. level it out. 
which yeah. is no, that makes a lot of sense. Only explanation I can come up with, and it could have a very similar move set to like Donkey Kong or something like that. If they added, if they added, um, Rillab- Rillaboom, is that what it's called? Yes, thank you. I, I always struggle because my my Grookey was French, and so I always mm. forget what the English name is for it. Um, but I, if they do add Rillaboom, I would like for it to have a really unique move set, though, because it's like sound based and it has a drum set, and it yeah. like, you know, it's it's probably my least favorite starter of the region, but I do think as a fighter in Smash Brothers, it could be really cool. Mm-hmm. See. That's the one thing I don't like about the new games is when you get, like, an international Pokemon, yes, the name is, like, changed, but then, like, in previous games, when it evolves, it would get the Your Country's name instead. It would change it to Your Country's name. Oh, that's so strange. But, like, if you look it up into the Pokedex, you'd still be able to see, like, its origin of country name. So, like, if you had a Japanese one, it would change the Japanese to English and whatnot. But with the new games, they don't do that, and I'm not going to lie, it it irritates me just a little bit, because like you said, you don't fully remember Rillaboom's name because you get the other language. Because mine is called Gorithmic. <laughs> I somehow like that better. <laughs> oh no, I like it a lot better. I don't like the name Rillaboom. Uh, and I don't know, part of that just might be the bias of not knowing what they were called, and so I learned its name as Gorithmic. Mm. But I like it because it's like Gorilla. <laughs> I guess Rilla Boom is too, but yeah. I like Gorithmic. Um, anyway, oh, on this on this tangent, which I promise won't last much longer unless you want it to, <laughs> no, I actually fine. think a, a cool Pokemon to add to Smash Brothers that wouldn't just be a starter would be Toxtricity. <laughs> I was just thinking Toxtricity! <laughs> I think it would fit... Oh, Smash Brothers yes. really well. I think it would be cool to to once again add another electric character, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see its moveset being fun, really playing up the sort of like punk rock of it, mm-hmm. um, I think would be really, really fun. Okay, I have another one. It's a little bit different. Okay. Alchemy. Alchemy would be really interesting and really unexpected, but I do think it would fit with the sort of like, what are the iconic Pokemon of the region? Mm-hmm. And I do think Alchemy is one of them. Toxtricity is one of them. Obviously yeah. the starters. Cause I mean, think about um, it. Jigglypuff, Kirby, like these are right. like small characters you wouldn't expect. Alchemy could be another one. And then like, you know, like the super smash would be like, it's gigantic to max, like getting the alt cake tier thing and just, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Whatever they would add, if they were to add one from the region, would have to be mm-hmm. something that Gigantamax is, I think. Yeah. Although, okay, I, I'm I'm surprised they've never added Gengar, but Gengar would also be really cool. <laughs> I don't think they will, only because Gengar is in uh, Pokken. I, maybe, but they put Lucario in Pokken after Lucario was in Smash, so Yeah, I but it's, it. Luca- it's Lucario. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's not Gengar's not at the top of my list by any stretch. I would rather them add a Galar for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I do think you know if they were gonna flood Smash Brothers with Pokemon the way they flood it with Fire Emblem, I would be happy to okay. have Gengar on the list. Okay. They don't. I, that wasn't a dig. Fl- it wasn't a dig. Uh-huh. It wasn't uh-huh. a dig. They don't flood Fire Emblem into Super Smash Brothers. There are, I don't mind Fire Emblem characters, but there are tons uh-huh. of them, and they've added multiple Fire Emblem uh-huh. characters in single generations. Okay. So, not a dig, just uh-huh. a fact. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> there are a lot of them. There could be more. <laughs> there could be. There could there also could, be yeah. 900 Pokemon. <laughs> 
I wish there was. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised they haven't announced a new Pokemon. Like, I know they're still announcing and whatnot, but, like, it's... They're running sort of, out of time. Yeah, Sword and Shield has been out for a year. I figured by now they would have at least announced something for, like, a DLC or whatever for them. Yeah, I'm I'm genuinely surprised they didn't add a Pokemon yet. And I think probably won't at this point. Now unless they're saving for very last, but at that point it's like, what's the point, you know? Right, I feel like the last character is going to be something big. And I don't think a Pokemon... I mean, Pokemon's huge, but I don't... Like, Mewtwo's already in there. Like, what yeah. would they add that would have a punch from the Pokemon franchise, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's That could have been its own episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Us talking about Pokemon and Smash. Maybe it will be someday, but um, there I'm are even bigger that. things that are happening in this episode that we haven't even gotten to yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just a side note. When we talk about Smash in an episode, we're going to be playing Smash together, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sweet. <laughs> I'm here for the experimental format. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess the big stuff left after riolu and Raboot evolve into lucario mm. and cinderace is obviously the eternatus stuff leon while those two are having their evolution resulting battles leon is trying to battle eternatus just you know it's tough though yeah <laughs> and then obviously eternatus this is what i'm talking about where like they're just literally telling the story of the end game of the games in these episodes Eternatus Gigantamaxes or whatever it's called I don't know if it's technically called Gigantamax um does it have a different name or is it just Gigantamax Eternatus I don't honestly know because you don't get it in the game after you've caught Eternatus right it still bugs me yeah so I can't I don't know if it's actually called Gigantamax or not but whatever yeah um it does that and then defeats you know Leon. Mm-hmm. And so Ash and Go use their new spiritual connection to Zashian and Zamazenta, just mm-hmm. like you do in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they battle Eternatus with the Heroes of Galar. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, like, I wasn't surprised at all that Ash got the sword and Go got the shield. Oh, I think it's fitting. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think it would have been weird to reverse it. Mm hmm. And the color theory, it works, too. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> when I was talking about the color thing, like, it's really obvious when you have Go and Cinderace and Zamazenta and then mm-hmm. Ash and Lucario and Zashin. Like, it, it really, really points out, like, how much blue is in Ash's outfit this time around and, and how red Go is, you know? Yeah. I think it's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's a fun aesthetic thing. And then there was this one line when they were, like, right before Zashian and Zamazenta actually show up that I was like, yes, this is the coolest line ever. <laughs> I don't even remember which one of them says it, but one of Ash or Go says, all we can do now is become the legends ourselves. And I was like, yes, mm. anime is the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is so cool. Oh, mm-hmm. I loved it so much. So, so, so much. And and so, like, they battle uh, Eternatus and win, of course, because, you know, they're the heroes of the anime. And Uh Go catches Eternatus, although Ash did have to help him throw the Pokeball, so that was kind of cool, too. Yeah, it is interesting. It, like, technically registers in Go's Pokedex, right? But I imagine it probably (laughs) registers in both, and then, like, they just give it away, which is the responsible thing to do. Yeah. So, But but it fulfills Go's goal, which I like. 
I remember laughing <laughs> so hard when it goes, Eternatus has been registered to your Pokedex. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, Yep. <laughs> they yeah. really set themselves up for some shenanigans by having Go trying to catch every single Pokemon ever. Yeah. Like, I still can't wait to see how they pull a lot of them off. And I have a question. Do you do the ultra will the ultra beasts count for him? Because they're aren't oh. they technically not Pokemon? I don't know. I am curious. I mean, technically you do have to use a beast ball to capture them, so I mean Right. They exist in this weird sort of gray area where they're obviously mechanically Pokemon mm-hmm. based on what the property is, but I feel like they also are treated as though they are not Pokemon. I think so it's just, like, I wonder what they'll do for this this series specifically. They're Pokemon from a different universe, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, and that so, totally makes sense. But it, they do have an out if they want it. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so, I don't know. I mean, so you many do have things. to go back to Alola soon, so... Oh, can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, so like overall, like this entire thing was just amazing. Epic. Epic. Absolutely epic. Honestly, you could watch episodes 42 through 45 mm-hmm. just on their own movie style, and I feel like you would still be pumped. Yes. So Although, good. So, you so should good. definitely watch episode 46. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we it's it's funny because we're going to gush about 43 through... I can't talk. We're going to gush about episodes 43 through 45 the most, but the next one's cool in weird ways. Like, I, I was... It's such an unexpected episode. I fully was not expecting it to happen, but it is kind of the perfect episode to kick off the next, quote, season. So yeah. I really like it. Yeah. I thought it was a great start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the next three episodes we're going to talk about, it's like this batch is so funny because we have basically parts two through four of a quadrilogy, and then we have this one really significant standalone episode, and mm-hmm. then we have like a soft two-parter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but episode 46 is really cool. This is the one where Ash and Go explore this new location for the anime called Cerro Island. In search of Mew, because um, Professor, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Cerise. Yes. Um, senses or detects Mew energy mm-hmm. uh, coming from this island. So they travel to this island. It's remote. Um, humans typically aren't able to get there. But of course, Ash and Go are going to be able to get there. And instead of finding Mew, they find Mew too. And yeah. are far too perplexed by Mew too. Like, it's so funny to me that when they find Mew too, Go is like, well, wait, could Mewtwo be connected to Mew? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> it's literally yeah. in the name. <laughs> yeah, and like, doesn't Ash remember him or something? Like, there, there's this moment where, like, Ash is kind of like, yeah, I know who you are. I don't, th- not in this episode, I don't think. Yeah, no, I'm pretty. I think I was, I was expecting it because I was like, okay, well, they're, they're open to to having, you know, like to referencing really significant mm-hmm. things or like recent things or big things. I think there's like a singular moment where they like pause and I was like, okay, he's going to say something. One either Ash or Mewtwo is going to say something, but mm-hmm. neither one of them I don't think says anything to the other one in in like recognition unless I missed it. I could have. I I I think there is a moment where they kind of recognize each other cuz this Mewtwo is also voiced by the same voice actor who did Mewtwo from the movie 
Yeah, I mean, and that I I I like that as like a, a bit of trivia, but I don't know that yeah. that necessarily like means. Well, no, I don't, I'm not saying that. Same. <laughs> I'm not saying that makes it canon. I'm just saying, yeah, that it's still kind of cool. But also, this marks the longest um, Mewtwo has been, oh, the longest farthest away from being on the anime. Because that makes Mewtwo, sense. Because Mewtwo has not been on the anime since like season two. When you see it launching out of Team Rocket's headquarters, uh, disbanding the armor off of it, and Jesse and James are looking up at it, which makes sense. Which is an iconic scene, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, so very, that is the cool last scene. time we see Mewtwo in the anime until this episode, which I think they said was like over a thousand episodes. So that's oh just, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, okay, so. Bonkers. Mewtwo obviously exists in the anime universe, right? right? Yes. If, if all of this is all just one big continuity, Mewtwo, there's this is not the first appearance of Mewtwo, obviously, right? Um, but I mean, this the is movie the first is like what's that? I was gonna say this is like the first like full fledged like Mewtwo like interacting with a character because last time we just saw it flying away, that's it. So yeah, so I could see them. I could see them. Um, like not crossing the streams, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And basically like cuz the aren't the movies are sort of a weird situation, right? Where it's like it like is in continuity but it's also kind of not at the same time where yeah. like they they sort of coexist but they don't really cross over all that much typically. Yeah, the the first movie because they all get their minds wiped at the end. Oh my god, that's right. So there's so that. wouldn't Mewtwo theoretically be the one? So even if the even if the movie was, mm-hmm. assuming the movie was in full continuity, right? Technically, wouldn't Mewtwo be the one to recognize Ash, not the other way around? Maybe he doesn't. He just doesn't want to uh, bring back. Oh wait, no. There was a sequel to the first movie that was like straight to DVD, where they all got their memories back. Oh, but. I- I wouldn't count about that. that. I wouldn't count that as canon. <laughs> Although that is the movie that brings out the uh, frying pan drying pan joke that everybody loves. I just I yeah yeah I I think they're just doing the thing that they've been doing where they're yeah. just like being coy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, which is totally fine. Where it's like if you know, you know, but they're not gonna like make a deal of yeah. it. But I just love the fact that it was just Mewtwo was voiced by the same guy. So I just thought that oh, was Oh, that's nice. so cool. Yeah, I, I thought that was a nice little nod. Because, like, I'm watching it, I'm like, that sounds like him. Let me look this up real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I, this episode was so interesting to me because I I was like, what's going to happen here? Because obviously Go's going to want to catch Mewtwo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I don't, I was like, he's not gonna, though. Like, there's, no. <laughs> I don't think he's going to. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, but this, but this means he would have to appear again, or this is going to be another multi-parter. And it, it obviously didn't go any of the ways I was expecting, which I'm mm-hmm. cool with. I liked the way that this plays out. I wouldn't have been surprised if, like, maybe he caught Mewtwo, but then was like, okay, you're clearly here to protect all of these things, so I'm going to release you. I think so they that- would have had to do... I, I would have liked that, but I think they would have had to, like, change the order of certain things because... Oh, yeah. Don't they realize... They realize that before they battle him, right? Or do I have that mixed up? Because, like, uh, they end up battling him. They're not able to catch him because he hands them their butts mm-hmm. um, in a very, very cool battle because it's Cinderace and Lucario versus Mewtwo. Yeah. Which, again, another argument 
not this isn't really an argument, but it's another thing that helped me see Cinderace in Smash Brothers was fighting two characters or mm-hmm. fighting alongside one character against another character that's already in Smash Brothers. Yeah. The only two amiibo I own, by the way. <laughs> Lucario nice. and Mewtwo. I only own Mewtwo. Nice, nice. Oh, I do own Squirtle. I also have Squirtle. I forgot about Squirtle. Oh, that's a good one to have. I like that. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if I've ever told this on the podcast because I don't know if it would have lined up, but I actually, when I was collecting the Disney Infinity characters uh, like oh, actively while they so were much. still being released and stuff, oh, mm-hmm. dude, I just dove back into that world uh, and it made me sad all over again. But mm-hmm. when I was collecting those, I would typically go to the same Toys R Us mm-hmm. and there was a guy there who started to recognize me because I would always come in and ask for the same things, right? Like I was always asking about the next Disney Infinity things. Um, I think that was at the time when maybe Super Mega Force was happening, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, or Dino Charge. And so I was frequently asking about Power Ranger stuff. So he just started to recognize me because I was always there for the same things. Mm-hmm. Then because of that and because he recognized me um, and we like talked a little bit while I was there, when I found out Lucario was happening, I was like, hey, like, I would ask him about Lucario. Do you know what's going to happen or when it's coming out? All that sort of stuff. And that was when Amiibo were still really, really hard to get, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, he let me know, like, hey, this is when it's going to be happening. Um, just, like, make sure you show up. Like, I like I know you. I'll try to, you know, if you're here on time, I'll try to make sure you get one. And um, I showed up. And then I went in. And I guess they were, like, out of them or something. I don't remember what it was. But I was, like, in the parking lot after... And he, like, came out and was like, wait, no, come back in. Like, we have one. And, like, he had set one aside for me. Like, nice. And I just didn't know because the worker that I had spoken with obviously didn't know that this guy had set one aside for me. So then when he saw that I, like, came in and left and hadn't grabbed the one he set aside, he, like, came out and made sure that I got it. It was, like, the coolest <laughs> thing ever. That's so that's awesome. how I got a Lucario, like, when Lucario actually launched. Like, nice. Um, as opposed to getting it, like, after or, like, uh, you know, in a new wave or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was so cool. I was, like, this is the one of the coolest, like, collect moments um i had when i was sort of like actively yeah, collecting stuff that's awesome no nah, um yeah oh you, you just brought back so much nostalgia from like that time period of just going to <laughs> toys r us right right oh, yeah collect, looking for ranger keys looking for dino charge batteries Oof. just yep uh, yep oh and then like i i was collecting disney infinity and mm-hmm. I, I had the entire collection. I had everything. The only thing I was missing was the D23 exclusive um, King Mickey outfit that the Ooh. little disc, like you put it down and it turns Mickey Mouse into King Mickey from Kingdom Hearts. That's that awesome. That was the only thing I never had. I had the entire collection. And then the day they announced that it was done i'm like well i don't need my collection anymore i'm done with this game <laughs> I, I was so upset oh, I, was like, I don't plan to ever get rid of them uh, i collected I, the figures like solely for the figures <laughs> i have the games and i've played them I, a little bit but i was so upset i'm just obsessed the, with the figures i was so upset at the time i was just like i'm done so i ended up selling the entire thing <laughs> um yeah yeah honestly that's actually how i was pretty much able to afford to go to power Morphicon, so thank you for that hey it's fair yeah. yeah, yeah. It's. I feel like that's part of the life of the collector. It's why I feel like I'm not built for it. You know what I mean? It. I don't. That was a tangent, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For a long time, Lucario was the only only amiibo I had, and then Mewtwo came out, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I should probably get Mewtwo as well. Yeah. See, <laughs> I only ever collected the Fire Emblem characters, but then like Mewtwo nice. was come. Mewtwo just had just come out, and I was at GameStop, and like, hey, uh, do you want the Mewtwo amiibo? And I'm like, 
this might be a hard one to get. Let me get it. Sure, why not? So I got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then as soon as they announced Squirtle, I was like, ooh, I want Squirtle. Squirtle's my favorite. I got to get that. I still got to mm-hmm. get Incineroar. I kind of want Ivysaur. But I really just haven't collected that much uh, Amiibos in a while. So Yeah, I've pretty much like entirely stopped collecting like just in general i don't really collect Mm. anymore if i end up getting everybody cross your fingers for me (laughs) everybody cross your fingers for me if i end up getting uh you know perhaps a new job that i may have hypothetically interviewed for recently Mm. um i'm not going to go back to collecting but i will pick back up on um trying to finish my disney infinity collection and i will probably seek out all the pokemon amiibo because that's something i did want to do is just have all the pokemon amiibo because they're pokemon you know well i will say this stay away from lego uh dimensions oh i i I very specific i love lego games and i very very consciously stayed away from it because i was collecting disney infinity that's because I was collecting Disney Infinity. That's also why I stayed away from Amiibo. I was like, mm. I can do one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just happened hey, to pick one that was cranking them out. <laughs> if you ever decide you want to play, I can let you borrow my collection. <laughs> hey, that 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 works way better for me than seeking them out myself, especially after the fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, let's talk about this battle yes, at least briefly because yes, 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 it yes. is also Sorry. a really good battle. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. We're just hanging out. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> it's fine. It, it's I'm fine with it. Po- it's what makes our podcast awesome. This is the nighttime energy. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this battle is very, very cool. It's the first time we get to see like a real full on battle with Cinderace and Lucario side by side. Something I imagine we're going to continue seeing mm-hmm. uh, based on the dynamic they're building with them, uh, at, at least starting here. And it was a cool battle. Very yeah. cool battle. Mm hmm. You got to see like their full move sets. Uh, I love that uh, Lucario kept using double team, and Cinderace kept like quick attacking through the group of Lucario. Like that was just a cool image. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that Cinderace ends up using a massive, massive pyro ball that ends up being orbited by a bunch of Lucario's double teamed aura spheres. Yes. Like it just like it's just a really creative battle. Like whoever mm-hmm. whoever I guess quote choreographed i guess it's still technically chore- choreography even if it's animation but whoever boarded it i guess um was in such a creative place uh when they did it it's so so good mm-hmm. and you know then mewtwo just destroys them with yeah. a planet of psychic energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then floats off and is like bye see you later pretty we'll much meet again not today yeah. go <laughs> yeah I hope we get to see Mewtwo again. That'd be awesome. Oh, I think we will, guaranteed. Because I think, I think, I do think this show, whether in this series or the next one, if there is one, I don't think goes going anywhere until his Pokedex is complete. Whether that means he carries on into the next series or whether that means his goal is done by the end of this one, I just, I would be shocked. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad because I feel like they probably would do something really sort of like emotionally significant, but I would be shocked if he does not complete his goal. Yeah. At some point. So that was a cool episode. I really liked, I really liked the Mewtwo episode, especially because it was a huge surprise. Mm-hmm. The next two, 
they're not really the same story, but one leads into the other. Yeah. Um, I really like the first of the two better than the second of the two. Agreed. Episode 40, because you and I love uh, anytime they do something that's like a contest or a sport or a competition in the anime. And this mm-hmm. is what episode 47 is. This is the one where they go to the Vermilion City eating contest, which <laughs> is like, like kind of horrific, but hilarious at the same time. Because uh, it's like a Pokemon eating contest. Not not eating Pokemon, but like an eating contest that Pokemon participate in. Yeah. Um, and so you just see Pokemon eating like dozens of plates of food at a time. And I'm just like, oh my God, you poor Pokemon. Like, because it's not all Snorlaxes, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> just like feel so bad for them. <laughs> yes. Like we saw like a Snorlax. Um, there was a, a Swallow. The champion was a Blaziken. Yeah. Blaziken was a champion because, like, he took his time while eating, which I thought was yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. We got to see a little bit more of the um, the other lab assistant, I guess, as, like, an eating competition super fan and, like, specifically a fan of Emperor Blaziken. <laughs> yeah. We don't we haven't gotten really much personality from her, but this was, like, kind of a shining moment. But mm-hmm. I do like the Pokemon they chose. You mentioned Swalot. There were other ones, too. What else was in there? Uh, Muck was in there. Muck. Lickitung was in there. Lickitung, Glalie. Yeah, why was Glalie in there? Just because it has a big mouth? Like, that was a weird choice. (laughs) Honestly, it would have been cool to see, like, a Mega Glalie. That would have been even cooler. Yeah. Yeah, there were some that I was surprised weren't there. Like, I know Exploud is... Mm -hmm. It's a sound-based thing, not an eating-based thing. But just the fact that it has a huge mouth, I feel like it would have fit. Or a Loudred or something like that. Yeah. But I did think it was clever, the Pokemon they chose were all sort of either eaters or associated with eating or in Lickitung's case, licking. <laughs> yeah. Now I think Ash messed up using Dragonite. I think he should have used Gengar. I think Gengar would have been a great choice. Yeah. 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 I think you're right. But I like that. I like the way that they sort of um, ended the Dragonite of it all, where he was like, I just assumed with that belly, he ate more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like relatable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it it all ends with uh with Go actually winning with Squavit. And again, very hype, Squavit ends up evolving to win the eating contest, yes. which I was so so hype about. I also love Greedent. I re- the first time I saw Greedent in the game, I was obsessed. I had Greedent on my team for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh he it didn't end up making it to my championship team, but I love Greedent is one of my favorite Pokémon designs of all time. <laughs> I love it. I just want to like squeeze it. Like it is just the most joyful, happy looking Pokemon. And I just, it's uh, so adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm happy as a Greedent now. <laughs> but you know what I really liked about this episode? What was that? Where they had the like strategy. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So like they had it in like, what was it? Three rounds. They had the general eating round. And then the second round, they were matched up against an opponent and they randomly drew... And mm-hmm. whoever drew the symbol got to choose the meal, which is yeah. where the strategy came in. So you had, like, like for example, James, who was competing with Morpeko, uh, which I thought was a really clever use of Morpeko and Team Rocket. But James chose something that Glalie would struggle to eat without freezing it. So then mm-hmm. when Glalie froze it, he actually froze the entire dish and then couldn't eat at all. And and that was, like, actually really smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, like, Go chose something that would be too sweet for Muck, which is a poison Pokemon. Like, I just thought that was a really fun detail. It reminded me of, like, cooking anime. Uh, like, I just thought it was fun. Uh, fun episode. Yeah. 
overall, I really enjoyed that episode, especially more so than the next one. Um, yeah, the next one is just fine, I think. Now, I, I want to pick your brain on this. So, Team yeah. Rocket ends up making this practically Pikachu. Uh-huh. And so, when we first see it, it's not powered on or anything, so there's no whites in its eyes. Did you think it kind of looked like a Funko Pop a little bit? Yeah, it definitely did. I, I thought it was going to be a robot. I didn't expect its eyes to activate at all. I thought it was just yeah. going to be this, like, hollow-looking shell of a Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, so when it actually activated and was, like, like almost actually a Pikachu, practically Pikachu, I was, like, really surprised. Mm-hmm. It also ended up, like, not... It, this, is, this is a weird episode because they the sort of focus of it is actually on Lucario and Cinderace mm-hmm. and the two of them get stuck together in that sort of like classic anime sitcom Power Rangers moment where it's like two people are having an argument and now they're stuck together. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but they go through such a weird process to get them there with this whole practically Pikachu team rocket thing that I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of just wish you had had them stuck together and the whole episode was about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it also, was, I don't know. This episode for me just seemed like just keep going and going. It seemed like a very long episode to me. I don't know. No, I agree with that because instead of doing like creative, cool stuff with Cinderace and Lucario, like, you know what I wanted this episode to be? I wish that had started with Ash and Go and then Lucario and Cinderace get stuck together through some stupid Team Rocket shenanigan, but then Team Rocket's gone and then mm. Cinderace and Lucario have to work together to get back to Ash and go it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be like a revolutionary story for pokemon they've done things like that before but then the focus would have been on the two of them instead because it's still a team rocket episode throughout the whole thing lucario and cinderace end up rescuing the practically pikachu thinking that team rocket stole pikachu when they actually didn't and then they just end up getting flung around the city over and over in like a weird slingshot joke that goes on way too long yes yes i totally (laughs) agree that and happens way too many times. Mm-hmm. But it ends in a cool way where the two of them, like, do finally learn to work together. And they, like, use the fact that they're stuck together to, like, make their moves more powerful. I just wish that everything in between was better. <laughs> yeah. Because <sighs> the two of them are so cool. And I love the relationship mm-hmm. that they have with each other. Because it's, like, kind of, they're like rivals. Like, Ash and Go are not rivals. But, it like, Lucario and Cinderace almost are. Not yeah. for any real reason, other than they just are kind of, like, similar to each other, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, too, because, like, Lucario's sort of, like, the aloof, grumpy-ish one, and Cinderace is, like, the hyperactive, friendly one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like, so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad they're both in the show, though. I guess that's mm-hmm. my big takeaway. It's just I'm glad that the two of them are both in the show at the same time. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, I guess overall, like, all the, like, honestly... Even just like including the first six episodes and these six episodes, this has been a great uh, release. Yeah, I think I think part four has been incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been really, really high quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, so good. Pokemon Journeys, you just keep delivering. Even when you do things that are unrelated to anything, like mm-hmm. the Vermilion City eating contest, it's still good because it's full of references and you're going to other locations that we're familiar with it's like the perfect way to mix up a show that does so many episodes because it's like well if we're gonna have an episode that's like quote filler at least we Mm -hmm. can have it be nostalgic you know Mm -hmm. so i love that is i just can't sing the praises of journeys enough such a good (laughs) show 
Yes, I it's agree. so good. I like. I just. Yeah. I'm blown away. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you are also blown away, you should absolutely let us know. Um, and I hope that you've enjoyed listening to us talk about it. I don't know when the next one will drop. Um, I, you might have it on your calendar because you kind of have it worked out, like the predicted uh, schedule. But I haven't done it um, yet. But but it'll it'll happen, and we'll we'll be back to talking about it enthusiastically when it happens because I'm really excited to see this next uh season kickoff and see what their sort of main focus is going to be for this one i'm imagining it's probably coronation heavy but that could be sort of their third season typically they have like three chunks right mm-hmm. so maybe that'll be sort of the third one but in any case i'm excited to see it um and uh can't wait I, i'm happy everybody seems to be enjoying it too we do get people responding to our episodes where where we talk about the show so i think people are enjoying it so mm-hmm Thank you, everyone, for listening to uh, us talk about it. And thank you for joining us on another adventure along the Victory Road. For information on episodes and contests or to give us feedback on the show, be sure to find the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Victory Road Pod. And if there's anything in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and would want us to talk about, just let us know. Until next time, we're headed back to the Pokemon Center to eat uh, – actually – Until next time, we're headed to Unova to take our own gourmet food tour. (laughs) 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 See you later. (laughs) Bye. I want that cheesecake. Check out www.4rideradio.com.